Welcome to the best night ever. Your golden ticket to better sleep, better health, and ultimately the best night ever. Featuring your host, sleep and life hack guru, Dr. Jay Corsandi from Snore Experts. If you feel like your sleep and daytime performance could use a shot in the arm, grab a bulletproof coffee, sit down, relax, and stay tuned as we uncover cutting edge science, traditional, and even ancient practices to help you step up your life game. And now, Dr. Jay Corsandi. Hey everyone, this is Dr. Jay Corsani and you're listening to The Best Night Ever. And no, this is not a show about hitting the clubs and partying. This is a show that's dedicated to helping you get your best night's sleep. And back in the studio again, I got Dwayne. Welcome back. Greetings. So, uh, we got a special show here and um, I'm going to start this off with a question. Uh, what are some myths that you remember from your childhood? Uh, you know, definitely the uh, – so we had a swimming pool when I was a kid. So uh-huh. so definitely, you know, having to not um, uh, swim, you know, for a particular time after – you know, I I think my parents said, you know, we weren't able to swim for like an hour yeah. after we ate or something. I, I think so, we all remember that one. It stuck, yeah. right? Uh, yeah. How about the ones where like if you swallow gum, it will stay in your stomach for seven years? Wow. C- crazy Jeez, stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, don't go out in the cold, you'll get sick. Uh, I think I still hear that from my mom every day. It's, yeah. it's nuts. Uh, and i got one more for you here. Breakfast is the most important meal of the day. Definitely. Definitely. I Yeah, I always heard that these one. Are, these, are big, yeah. these are big, I don't know if they're myths or big things that have kind yeah. of been ingrained into our head. Uh, some of them might not be so accurate as we're yeah. going to find out. Don't steal candy from 7-Eleven, you'll always get caught. That was one. I've never heard that, but I'm not going to do that one. <laughs> So, speaking of myths, this episode is all about sleep and sleep myths. I guess we can call it uh, Sleep Mythbusters Edition? Yes, I'm, I'm excited about this. All right. Uh, so, why are we doing this show anyways? And it's because it was prompted by this article that popped up on CNN about uh, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, and it's funny, as soon as that article came out, I got probably about a half dozen texts and emails within the first couple hours about, hey, you need to see this article. Uh, and, and I went and checked it out. And what it is, is it basically going through uh, a top 10 list of myths about sleep and health and uh, why they might not particularly be beneficial for you. So I wanted to dedicate the show to kind of review those and go over it to, with people who haven't had a chance to see that. And hopefully they'll pick up a few things and uh, benefit. Yeah, I think for me, one of the reasons why it's so powerful is, you know, we we live in a world where so many people, friends, family, so many people have sleeping issues Yet so few people have answers, right? And that's that certainly was one of the inspirations with your podcast here and, and radio show, The Best Night Ever. But it's it's great that we can actually clear up some of this stuff. Absolutely, yeah. So let's get to it. We're gonna we're gonna go down this list here. Uh, first one here uh, says adults need five or fewer hours of sleep. Um, and I never heard that, but it you know if people out there have that conception, uh, that's a terrible number. Uh, maybe in the past, think people could think that they could, um, you know, sleep is for losers and you know Wall Street mentality where you know you got to you got to push 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 and perform perform and and you'll sleep when you're dead kind of thing. Uh, but but the bottom line is is that you you need a good seven to eight hours of sleep. So uh, when you have sleep deficiencies like that, you're going to start getting uh, elevated blood pressure. Uh, brain fog. Uh, in fact, if you've gotten uh, terrible sleep or if you don't sleep for even up to 24 hours, it, you, you can drive as if you're uh, legally drunk. In fact, mm. they said people who haven't slept for 24 hours and a drunk driver, guess who drives worse? Wow. The sleep deficient guy. Yeah. There you go. So definitely get your sleep. 
this one here kind of hits uh, close to home. It's healthy to be able to fall asleep anywhere, anytime. And I hear that almost every day with my patients. They come in and go, you know what? I don't have a sleep problem. I fall asleep like that. Uh, and they like to snap their fingers. You know, as soon as my head hits the pillow, I'm out. And they brag about it. They're, all, they're proud about it. They're bragging. They're saying, you know, this isn't a problem. But uh, the research shows, you know, it, it takes a good 15, 20 minutes to fall asleep on a healthy patient or person. Um, and when you are falling asleep anywhere, anytime, like if you're a passenger in a car, in a movie theater, watching TV on a couch, that's a sign of, of sleep deficiency. And your body's fatigued. And, and you shouldn't be falling asleep. You should be active and engaged and aware of the situation. But uh, uh, falling asleep anywhere, anytime, not a good thing. Yeah, and we've all heard stories about people who are falling asleep in traffic, uh, at traffic lights. You had a great video on, on SnoreExperts.com yeah. on YouTube with a guy that fell asleep in the Costco line. Yeah, which wait, to waiting me is for gas. Yeah, yeah, he was waiting incredible. for gas. The whole queue of cars behind him got lined up and they were all honking and waiting to go, you know, what's up with this guy? And, and I looked, zoomed in with my video camera and the guy was passed out, you know, head back on the on the headrest, mouth wide open. I mean, we, we can kind of picture it in our head. Fortunately, I don't know if the engine was off or his foot was on the brake, but if it wasn't, he would have been plowing right into the gas yeah. station. Um, okay. Your brain and body can adapt to less sleep. Uh, again, this goes back to the kind of overachiever mentality where you can kind of out-hack your sleep or, or you know, less sleep and you'll still do great. But the, the truth is, is that sleep is a certain segment of time, you know, let's say eight hours. And the reason it's that is because we go through cycles and stages of sleep. It's almost like a washing machine, right? It goes through different spin cycles and drying and things like that. You got to go through all those cycles to get all the benefits. So if you are cutting it short, you're cutting the whole process short and you're not going to get the end result. Just, you know, just like a washing machine. If you stop it halfway through, pull the clothes out, they're not going to be done. Yep. I got a tip for you on this one as well, too. Uh, when you are trying to um, do this kind of uh, sleep in uh, the right period of time, when you want to wake up, the best chance of waking up is going to be in the lightest stages of sleep. So back to the stages, right? So we go through light stages and deep stages. Uh, and one of the hacks you can do or tricks you can do to wake up nicer is to use an app on your phone, like something like Sleep Cycle, that will track you with, with noise and vibration and wake you up gently when you're in a very light stage of sleep. So Hmm. That can help you as well. That's interesting. Um, this one again, close to home. Snoring, although annoying, is mostly harmless. Uh, we get this all the time. We, the, the media likes to make fun of people who snore and, and ha ha ha. But the, the the truth is, is that both snoring and, and sleep apnea, which is commonly associated with it, are, are you know terrible for your sleep. Uh, you can laugh about it, but that's going to what that's going to do is it's going to. Uh, potentially cause this thing called UARS, which is upper airway resistance syndrome, which is where your brain doesn't go through um, the stages of sleep. It's called sleep fragmentation. Uh, or if it does, you know, blossom into sleep apnea, then you're looking at stopping breathing five to 50 times an hour or more, which is which is yeah. crazy. Well, and, and, you know, I have friends who, you know, who are in their 30s and 40s, startup guys, you know, who are are snoring away and their biggest issue is they're waking up in the morning and they're still tired. Yeah. And they wonder why they go, yeah. you know what? They, they even admit it. I've had patients just in the last week. They go, you know, I snore. I, you know, I, I admit that, but it doesn't bother me. But in fact, it does. And then I said, well, when was the last time you woke up feeling refreshed? 
Oh, I can't remember. Well, then maybe it is bothering you, right? Yeah. Huh? All right, we got one more here to keep going on this section. Drinking alcohol before bed helps you fall asleep. I get this question all the time. I also get this comment, you know, patients say, yo, I like to have a nightcap before I go to sleep, right? So believe it or not, it is the most common used sleep aid in the U.S. That's alcohol. About 20% of Americans say they drink to sleep. Uh, so why are all these people doing it and, and should you be doing it? Uh, the, the bottom line is, you know, alcohol may make you sleepy and drowsy. It'll actually uh, boost those GABA levels that we've talked about in other uh, radio shows where uh, it's an inhibitory uh, neurotransmitter and hormone. So uh, it can make you kind of sleepy and drowsy, but it's going to wreck your sleep cycles, which we've talked about as well, too, where you're not going to get into the REM sleep, you're not going to get into deep sleep, and you're going to basically stay in a lighter stage of sleep throughout the night. So your sleep quality is going to tank. So and and nowadays, right? I mean, you can get the same um, the same fix from some of these supplements. Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, you know, we've talked about the supplements before, but uh, absolutely, I, I in the past I could see you know having a couple of drinks and thinking, okay, this is going to be great. But now, when I've learned that there's natural alternatives that are both you know healthy and, and won't mess your sleep up, and you can still get those benefits, why not? Yeah, absolutely. Things like GABA. Uh, things like we've talked about CBD oil, uh, there's some melatonin things that you can do. All of these are going to be much nicer alternatives, even simple teas and things like that. So if you are drinking at dinner or after dr- dinner, what, what, what again is the, the rule of thumb? When should you be uh, putting the bottle away? <sighs> about two hours before is you, at the minimum uh, when you want to stop and then just start uh, hydrating with water to give your body a chance to metabolize. It takes about an hour per drink. So uh, if you want to have a good night, you're going to want to stay away uh, as soon as possible, at least for your sleep. Okay, we've gone through uh, the first half. Lots of great myth busters here. <laughs> Just as a reminder, folks, you can uh, learn more about Dr. K on snoreexperts.com. Also, if you or someone you know has a sleep issue, a snoring issue, uh, snoreexperts.com is the place to go for additional information. Also, additional information on the show, sleeping tips, all that sort of thing. You can find that um, at snoreexperts.com. Just click on the About Us and click on the Best Night Ever page. Oh, I, I guess we can plug the social media as well, too. If you're into yeah, Facebook, we have, we have our own Facebook group with about several thousand people on there asking questions uh, about always, sleep. Always great stories that are yeah. being posted and testimonials and all sorts of so things. So Facebook.com slash Inst- experts, yeah, I think. And, yeah, and Instagram as well. Instagram as well. You can definitely get in touch with us. Very active on the social media and you can uh, pick up a few tips and tricks as well on there. Excellent. Alright, so we're going to take a break and we'll be back here in about a minute and we'll get into the last half sleep of myths. Sleep Myths. Yes. Are you still snoring or are you suffering from secondhand snoring? Ignoring the health risks is dangerous, very dangerous. It could be obstructive sleep apnea, depriving your body of oxygen, which can cause fatigue, weight gain, and high blood pressure. Don't risk going untreated. Get a free consultation from the snoring and sleep apnea doctors at Snore Experts. The doctors at Snore Experts have helped thousands with oral appliances, CPAPs, and now Night Lays Laser Therapy, a new clinically proven way to effectively treat snoring and sleep apnea. 
It's quick and easy with no recovery time. The next 20 callers that mention KKLA get a free medical consultation at Snore Experts, a $300 value free. Call 888-31-SNORE. Get a great night's sleep. Avoid serious health conditions and stop snoring now. Call Snore Experts now and mention KKLA. 888-31-SNORE. Five SoCal locations and now in Brentwood and Irvine. 888-31-SNORE. Online at snoreexperts.com. All right, welcome back. This is Dr. Jake Rosandi, and we're talking about sleep myths. I guess sleep myth busting, would you call it? Absolutely. Yeah, and this whole show was prompted from this uh, article on CNN that came back a little while ago that uh, was talking about different myths and uh, why they're particularly uh, incorrect. I think. Yeah, lots of good information here. I've 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 heard almost all of these over my lifetime, so it, it's uh, it's. Good to clear this up. Yeah, it is. I mean, we, we talked about it in the first half of the show about, you know, myths can be very powerful. I mean, it's things like don't go swimming 30 minutes until 30 minutes after you eat or uh, don't go out in the cold to get sick. I mean, these are these have been ingrained into our heads uh, and people accept them almost as truths, but sometimes things yep. change, right? Yep. All right. So we're going to keep going down this list uh, of common uh, sleep myths. Uh, next one here is if you're not sleeping, stay in bed with your eyes closed and try, try, try. All right. We're talking about counting sheep, I guess. Is that what it is? Yeah. You know, this is one of the things that, that I've actually learned uh, from the show here over the last several weeks is, you know, not to be in such a rush to go to bed. Just don't don't go to bed just to go to bed, right? I mean, I'm, I'm trying to be more cognizant of when I'm tired and getting to a, into a routine. Yeah, I mean, the whole thing with this is you want to associate your bed with sleep, not with playing on your phone or watching TV or tossing and turning or thinking about what you have to do or how the day went or that bad phone call with your boss or whatever. Uh, literally, when you're getting in bed, you've already dedicated yourself to going to sleep, so chances are you'll probably fall asleep better. Yeah. So so once someone is in bed, mm-hmm. like, what is a reasonable expectation of when you should actually fall asleep. So normal healthy people should fall asleep in about 15 to 20 minutes. And it's weird because you may think it's 15 to 20 minutes, but even on those early light, like stage one, early light stages of sleep, you're actually falling asleep and you, you might not even be kind of aware of it. And, and you'll see this when they do sleep studies in the lab where uh, the EEG, which is the electroencephalogram, the, the brain waves will show that they're in a stage of sleep. And, and you can actually go to the patient and go, oh, you know, I don't remember being asleep. But you actually were. Yeah, so. the interesting thing about my sleep. So I've, you know, as you know, I've been tracking it with the the aura ring. Yep. And you know, some of the the interesting uh, consistencies that I'm saying is, I will I will go to bed, I will fall asleep for an hour and wake up. Yeah. Um, happens all the time. Mm-hmm. My my longest stretch of sleep is always you know about three or three thirty you know all the way through to. When I get up, mm-hmm. but uh, I'm I'm most challenged really after the first hour, you know, for two or three hours. Yeah, I mean, I would even say just the fact that you have access to that information, and yeah. you know, there's nights where I thought I slept great, and I'll see that I woke up two or three times. I didn't even remember waking up, or there's times where I slept through the night, and there's zero wake ups. And you feel like a champ. So when you have that information, then you're able to fine tune your day and your night to get those numbers better. Yeah. Yeah. All right. On to the next one here. Uh, It doesn't matter what time of day you sleep. So I guess this has to go with people who kind of set uh, 
uh, an irregular sleep schedule, right? Where they're waking up whenever or sleeping in on the weekends. Uh, that's a big no-no. Uh, we've talked about this before uh, where you want to set a schedule. Go to sleep at the same time. Wake up at the same time, even on days off from work or weekends or vacations. Otherwise, you're going to be messing with your circadian rhythm. Yeah, this one blows me away. I know so many people who on weekends sleep in for an extra two or three hours. I don't even know how they do it. I mean, I, I, I used to do it I, all the time. Uh, I, my, my wife does it. I don't know how she does it. I mean, I, I've been wired after so many years now, go to sleep at the same time, wake up with, you know, within a 10, 15-minute window, and I feel a lot better doing it like that. Yeah. Yeah, so don't fight it. All right, here's one uh, that I get all the time. Watching TV in bed helps you relax and go to sleep. I think there was a whole generation of people that went to sleep with like Johnny Carson. Right? Sure, yeah. yeah. Um, here's the deal. If you're using a TV to fall asleep, I think you're getting hit with a double whammy because uh, you're getting hit with that blue light, which we've talked about uh, is inhibiting what's called melatonin release in your brain. So you're not getting that tap or faucet of melatonin opening up to put you to sleep. And the other is you're just getting hit with more information uh, and, and, you know, you may be getting hit with uh, sensational information or over-the-top stuff, and, and that's going to just fire off your, your sympathetic response. Where th- this stuff has been engineered to elicit responses from you, but when you're going to sleep, that's not the time to be absorbing that stuff. You, yeah, and especially I, I think nowadays, I think that is you know just quadruply true because all of the – you know for me, all of the late-night shows have become so politicized that it's so negative – Right before you go to sleep, anyway, yeah. you know, and and really, you know, for me, nothing good is on TV at two a.m. except for the Ginsu knife commercials. So other than that, <laughs> I don't know why would be we would be watching TV at two a.m. No, you you couldn't pay me to yeah. turn the TV on in the middle of the night. I mean, no. you you would probably recommend that people get the TV out of the bedroom. I, 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 I'm hundred percent. Don't even. I don't have a TV. In my I haven't had a yeah. TV in a bedroom in, in probably a decade. Yeah. yeah, especially for for kids, get it out of there. Yeah, if you have kids, don't, don't get them in that habit. And, you know, this didn't get into the specifics with uh, you know iPhones and iPads and electronics. It's just mentioning TV, which you know back in the day TV was far enough away and wasn't as big of a deal. But now, when you have these electronics laptops right in front of your face, it's the dosage is going up. Yeah. So it's even iPads worse. and all that stuff. Yeah. So, terrible. all right, uh, a couple more here. So here's one that I've done as well in the past. I think we're all. In this one, uh, hitting snooze is great. No need to get up right away. Who hasn't hit the snooze button in their life, right? Sure. Yeah. Uh, we're all guilty. Uh, the problem with hitting snooze is that let's say you, you get up, alarm, alarm goes off, uh, you, you don't want to get up, you hit snooze, and you actually fall back asleep. Well, you're going to get nine minutes of sleep. So you're going to start another – it's just like back to the washing machine. You're going to start another cycle, but you're going to get nine minutes, and then it's going to fire off again, and then mm-hmm. you're going to get interrupted. So – you're just you're just torturing yourself. Yeah, and 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 I know uh, from listening to you, right? You're you're really big on routines, even morning routines, mm-hmm. right? I mean, one of the things you've talked about is is what you wake up in the morning and then you're you're doing stretches or doing yoga, s- yep. and yeah. cold shower, the whole routine, right? Yep, Captain Crunch, and then it's. <laughs> No. It's coffee. Coffee, okay. Yeah. I knew it was one of the two. One of those two. Yeah, I mean, uh, a routine is great. I mean, it gives you something to look forward to. It gives you consistency. Um, but uh, trying to hit that snooze button and getting back into bed is, is, is just going to mess things up. So I do have a tip for this one, though. And a lot of people say, um, how do I know when's a good time to go to sleep at night? Uh, and if you have a phone that has one of those night shift modes or where it starts to change color, uh, I tell patients and, and, and people to use that as a reverse alarm clock. So when it's getting close to bedtime, your phone, once you see it starting to change color to that reddish tint, 
you know that, hey, now is the time to kind of start slowing things down. Hmm. So reverse alarm clock with the night shift. I think that's kind of cool. So so what do you think about the idea of if you right if you need to be up at you know seven o'clock in the morning, you know setting the alarm for six forty five so you can kind of wake up uh-huh. and you know for those people who just love to you know wake up slow or wake up in their bed yeah. so move the alarm a little bit earlier does that work or no is that I not actually a good have idea? a better tip than that and okay. we've talked about it before but it's basically hacking your waking up using technology so there's this app you know called sleep cycle and I think there's other ones out there that will actually you will tell it you hey I want to wake up at seven and it will program when you should wake up based on what stage of sleep you're in so as so you don't wake up in a deep stage of sleep and feel groggy it's called sleep velocity uh, and you want if you kind of roll out of a light sleep into waking, that's fantastic. If you're in a deep sleep and you get jolted, that's terrible. So, well, so so, but what what happens if at six forty five you're in the morning, you're in this deep state? Yeah, right. I mean, yeah. Then you're just. You're I mean, ghost. if you're in that app, yeah. Well, you know, I mean, there's certain restrictions. I mean, if you have an absolute deadline, you got to do yeah. what you got to do. But if you're if you can afford a few minutes, plus or minus, it's going to yeah. be way better for you. All right, we got one more for you here. Uh, remembering your dreams is a good sign of sleep. You know, there's a whole industry built on you know dream analysis, and I've seen tarot card readers and astrology and, and things like that. Uh, the problem with with remembering your dreams is that we go back to those cycles of sleep as we go through different stages and REM cycles. We dream when we're typically in REM sleep, and we go through REM a couple times a night. So how are you going to remember all of that, right? Uh, so remembering them uh, as cool and fun as it may sound, I don't think it's very beneficial. What I do think is beneficial is remembering that you dreamt, not necessarily the specifics of the dream, because I have patients that come in that are, are chronically sleep deprived or sleep apnea. And, um, they say, I don't remember having a dream or when we treat them and they start getting nice, deep sleep, they go, Oh my God, I'm having these dreams. I haven't in a long time. And so that's a fantastic sign is, is remembering that you're dreaming. You don't necessarily need to remember the dream. Is there anything that you can do to to help you remember the dream? Uh, you know, I mean, th- that goes back to the mindfulness and meditation. If you're able to wake up without that jolt and yeah. actually wake up in a, and, and I've done this uh, just recently trying to do that is where you'll just spend a few quiet minutes, you know, kind of half awake and just try to reflect on what you were dreaming. You'll actually retain it uh, for a bit longer. But uh, people within within the first couple minutes will lose about 80% of, of that dream right off the bat. Hey, one of the things that I've, I've wondered uh, you know, we're almost at the end of the show here. What about catnaps? What's your rule of thumb for just you know stealing twenty minutes during the day? I mean, if you, if you can't, if you want to do it, you can't do it. 20, like you said, twenty minutes or less is is kind of the the secret because if you start getting to longer numbers, then you're getting into deeper sec- cycles and stages of sleep, and then that's going to hurt you down the road. But just little mini naps, twenty minutes or under, I say go for it if you can squeeze it in. Great. Top 10 sleep myth busters. You've busted them, Dr. K. That's what I do. There you go. Uh, again, folks, you can go to snoreexperts.com and you can get the list, share it with your friends. Definitely share the show and the podcast. Yeah. Speaking of podcasts, yeah. So if you're listening to this as a radio show, thanks again for tuning in. If you want to hear some past episodes, they're all on the podcast world uh, as Best Night Ever. The Best Night Ever. Another great show. All right, and if there are topics that you want to hear in future episodes or questions about the show, you can reach us at snoreexperts.com, send us an email, or you can reach me on Instagram, snoreexperts, or Facebook. Social media is a great place. Go to social media. Uh, Dr. K is always posting new and interesting stories. Technology, Great way to communicate. Or, you know, hey, if you or a friend has an issue, snoreexperts.com. Thanks for tuning in to The Best Night Ever. We'll see you next time. 
Thank you for listening to the best night ever. To visit us online, go to snoreexperts.com or follow us on Instagram at snoreexperts. To make an appointment with Dr. K for you or someone you know to stop snoring now or to call in and leave a question for next week's show, call us at 888-31-SNORE. That's 888-31-SNORE. If you missed the show, the best night ever can be heard on iTunes or wherever you listen to your podcasts. Thank you again and tell a friend. This broadcast is for informational purposes only. Statements and views expressed in this show are not medical advice. The show, including Dr. Jay Corsandi, the co-host, guest, and the producers, disclaim responsibility for any possible adverse effects from the use of any information contained herein. Opinions of the guests are their own. We do not endorse or accept responsibility for statements made by guests, nor do we make any representations or warranties about guest qualifications or credibility. If you think you have a medical problem, please consult a licensed physician.